Welcome to the Crispin Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Crispin. Topics on today's episode include the business cycle, Michael Nugier on the latest in the mortgage cybersecurity space, and a look at U.S. economic growth. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Richie May. Recently named a top 100 firm by Inside Public Accounting, Richie May is a recognized leader in providing specialized advisory, audit, tax, cybersecurity, technology, and other services to the mortgage industry. The firm has also consistently been recognized as one of the fastest growing firms in the country and has been named to the Housing Wire Tech 100 in Mortgage, Accounting Today Firms to Watch, and the fastest growing firms. The firm has also received multiple awards for excellence and firm culture from inside public accounting. To experience how Richie May can help you transform your mortgage business, visit richiemay.com. The financial press seems enthralled with the business cycle. Expansion, contraction, rates and stocks up, rates and stocks down. Right now, they're all stumbling over themselves looking for signs of a recession. Recessions, of course, tend to lower rates since the demand for credit drops. European growth projections are poor. No one really knows what's going on in China, and in the United States, the Federal Reserve has pushed the Fed funds rate, the interest rate at which banks and credit unions lend reserve balances to other depository institutions overnight, from near 0% to what could be 4 and 3 quarter percent by the year end. There are some signs of softening in the U.S. job market, like job openings declining, but household debt service levels have dropped and saving levels are doing okay. The team at the Mortgage Bankers Association is forecasting application levels near 0% for 2023 and 2024. There's your snapshot. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome back onto the podcast, Richie Mays, Michael Nugier, Director of Cybersecurity Services. He has more than 15 years of experience providing enterprise information security and risk management services to various organizations from mid-market to enterprise with an emphasis on the financial services industries. Known for leading large and diverse teams of cybersecurity professionals, he has a track record of being a trusted and valued partner to clients, providing services that include strategy and advisory, vCISO, digital forensics and incident response, penetration testing, vulnerability management, application security, implementation and managed security services. He creates sustainable change for his clients by focusing on understanding their overall business priorities and their current state of security to build customized cybersecurity strategies, leading to stronger adoption of practices and ultimately lasting success. Because it is Cybersecurity Month, I'm very excited to have Richie May's Director of Cybersecurity, Michael Nogier. So before we get into the interview, can you talk about Cybersecurity Month and and it's not like it was around when George Washington was president. So, so how's it evolved over the years? <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's really, it's over the last handful of years has really started to crop up as it is right. Cybersecurity has become more and more important in every industry. Uh, and so um, there are a handful of, of organizations out there that, participate in cybersecurity awareness month the cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency uh hosts and uh puts on the cybersecurity awareness month uh, which is a, it's a federal organization 
uh, that's that's tasked at at protecting uh, infrastructure and cybersecurity uh, across the nation. Uh, and so they host Cybersecurity Awareness Month um, and just post a whole bunch of free resources out there for any any organization and personal cybersecurity as well. It's not just focused on business, but also personal security hygiene. Uh, and if you go to staysafeonline.org, you can access all of these resources for free. Uh, and it'll point you to other places to learn more about cybersecurity. They put on webinars. Uh, we put on webinars as well at, at Richie May to to just spread the word around uh, best practices for cybersecurity uh, and personal security and business security through uh, through the month of October. What are the common threat trends you're seeing in mortgage cybersecurity? Yeah, so right now is is a, it's a rough time in the in the mortgage industry for sure, uh, with rates increasing and um, housing just not not as popular, right? Housing resales and 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 refinancing not as popular as it was say a year ago. A lot of mortgage companies are having to make some some tough decisions, and there's a lot of market volatility right now. And so what we're seeing is is really when there's vulnerability in any industry or market there is there is opportunity for cyber attackers uh, and that usually comes in the form of of phishing um or social engineering right phishing phishing uh and then sms phishing as well or smishing as we call it uh, and it just it gives opportunity as there are a lot of a lot of changes happening in organizations right now um, so that creates opportunity for these cyber attackers to come in and and poke at those vulnerabilities, right? People are taking on more and more more and more roles within their organization, um, and people are leaving organizations now and leaving mortgage uh, mortgage companies, and so that that creates also the opportunity for insider threats. So the the big things that that I am seeing right now are are really this concept of business email compromise, which which stems from phishing people. Uh, clicking on links instead of emails uh, and giving away their passwords, which opens up the opportunity for people to access emails um, and and send fraudulent emails across, collecting money uh, via wire fraud, um, getting getting access to environments due to social engineering and and deploying ransomware, uh, and then those that are leaving organizations uh, during this downturn. Uh, creates an opportunity for people to take data away, right? If we haven't implemented the right practices to protect the data of the organization, uh, that's where insider threats uh, come into play, right? Data can leave organizations uh, if it hasn't been thoughtfully planned out. Is there an area of a mortgage company that is most vulnerable to a cybersecurity attack specifically? Yeah, I... This that's a, that's an interesting question, right? Because I, I usually like to focus holistically on the business, uh, and so really, what's happened over the last five to six years is this transition to work remotely, work from home, work from anywhere. So much so that each state is starting to imp- impose regulations on where where loan originators can work. Uh, right. And so this remote workforce really has to have certain security controls in place. And if they don't, they are susceptible to more cyber attacks. Uh, and so really, it's not a particular 
section of a mortgage company or or business unit of a mortgage company. It's really the remote workforce in, in this day and age that, that's really causing a greater vulnerability. What are things that every employee can do to increase their cybersecurity profile? Yes, I think for me, right, the, the number one thing is really to to educate yourself and be educated through all the opportunities that are out there, right? A lot of organizations are utilizing security awareness training. So paying attention to that, asking thoughtful questions back to the IT or security departments or the qualified security individual within your organization and your trusted partners, making sure that you understand why it's important that we utilize strong passwords or multi-factor authentication, right? There are some inconveniences with a lot of these, right? Long passwords that have complexity are harder to remember, but are harder also for somebody to steal and and utilize uh, unique passwords as well, not using the same password for your Facebook and LinkedIn account that you use at work and your bank, um, making sure that they're all individually unique and complex. And, and always turning on multi-factor authentication. This is the, the number one thing that's going to help protect your organization and your personal information um, moving forward, right? Providing a second factor to to make sure that you actually can access your resources, right? A lot oftentimes it's either a text message or an application on your cell phone that that gives you six digits that you have to type in, or you select yes, this is me, right? Having that and following the best practices with that, right? Making sure that you're not giving those six digits away if somebody's calling you. Making sure that you're not just selecting accept if you get that multi-factor authentication notification on your phone. Uh, those are those are really important things. Um, for for organizations, I'd say there are there are really four things that I'd I'd call out. And, and one is really gaining visibility to everything you have, especially the critical servers, the crown jewels of your organization, right? Where does the most important information live? What systems are the most important to stay running at any given time? If they go down, that can have an impact on the business. So identifying those and knowing where they are and what you have in your organization is the first step in protecting it. Um, and then once you have that list of devices that you are know you have to protect, right? Making sure that you're consistently updating them, uh, making sure that they have all the right software uh, on them to protect them, antivirus, EDR, which is endpoint detection and response software, um, making sure that the, the network is protected with firewalls, um, and making sure that you are turning on complex passwords and multi-factor authentication across all of your major external and even internal resources inside the organization. Uh, once you have the baseline of security or the foundational security, so you've built your visibility, you have a foundation of security, right? You want to make sure that you're monitoring and detecting suspicious activity or anomalous activity, right? And so there are endpoint detection and response tools. There are uh, security information and event monitoring tools and services out there that you can use to to manage this within your organization to see if there's any anomalies and as they crop up understanding that there that those anomalies are happening and then, then investigating them there are also automated responses that you can put in that um, and then as you're monitoring this suspicious activity making sure that you have a, a response plan an incident response plan available 
documented a team that's also available, whether it's internal or a third party that you've um, trusted to assist your organization, right? Having this, this team and this plan and then testing that plan periodically, annually, maybe at minimum, really helps weather the storm when an event does happen. So those four things, right? I, visibility, foundational security, monitoring, and then response are really the 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 baselines that every organization should put into place. Uh, and there's actually a blog that, that we posted uh, from Richie May uh, outlining those four items. Um, happy to uh, send a link across, Robbie, if you want to post that as a part of this. I don't know if that's kosher or not from a, a podcast perspective. Yeah, that'd be great. As we wrap up 2022 here and, and move towards the new year, what concerns do you have? What concerns you most out there? Yeah, I think right now it's just it's it's what's happening inside of the mortgage industry, right? A lot of a lot of volatility, a lot of change right now, a lot of uh, unforeseen futures, if you will. Uh, and so, as mortgage bankers are adapting to the current market, uh, making sure that cybersecurity and security is still at the forefront, right? Because with any type of change in an organization comes vulnerability and making sure that that cybersecurity is at the forefront there. There are a lot of, of ways to scale back from a cybersecurity perspective, but still maintain a great cybersecurity posture. And that's usually relying on your trusted advisors um, and your third parties to help provide security alongside of you so that you can remain secure and weather uh, the current market. And finally, what can our listeners do today to have a more secure organization? Yeah, I think, right, we talked about that with the the four items that, that really build a baseline of security. But the, 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 the number one thing that you have to do to, to start your security program is really gain that visibility. Do some form of cybersecurity assessment or audit to understand where your biggest risks are and your gaps in security are so that you can cover those and you can you can provide compensating controls to protect your organization um right getting that visibility helps you understand where your vulnerabilities are and helps you understand what's most important to protect uh, and then once you have that you can then build a cybersecurity program moving forward plan out the cost of that to uh, implement a stronger security posture uh, and prevent and protect and respond to cyber attacks. Fantastic. Well, Michael, thank you for making the time to talk to me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you so much, Robbie. Turning to rates, we had another rally in the bond markets yesterday, which is odd considering the Fed has signaled it still has a ways to go hiking rates. The market received a better than expected new home sales report for September, Though sales declined 10.9% month-over-month in September to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 603,000 units. On a year-over-year basis, new home sales were down 17.6%, reflecting affordability pressures for lower-income buyers. The jump in median and average selling prices was skewed by higher-priced homes, accounting for a larger percentage of total new homes sold. Separately, the completion of the day's $43 billion five-year note sale saw a notable improvement in demand from Tuesday's two-year note auction. Today brought the first look at Q3 GDP, which came in at 2.6%.
We've also received September durable goods orders up 0.4%, less than expected, down 0.5% without transportation, and weekly jobless claims in at 217,000, lower than expected. The job market is still strong. Later this morning brings Freddie Mac's primary mortgage market survey, Kansas City Fed manufacturing, and a treasury auction of $35 billion seven-year notes. The European Central Bank was out with its latest monetary policy decision, a 75 base point hike. We begin the day with agency MBS prices about unchanged and the 10-year yielding 4.03 after closing yesterday at 4.02%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. A lawyer had a wife and 12 children and needed to move as his rental agreement was coming to an end for the home where he lived. When he said he had 12 children, no one would rent a home to him because they knew that the children would destroy the home. But lawyers don't lie. He could not say that he had no children. He couldn't lie, after all. Lawyers cannot and do not lie. So he had an idea. He sent his wife for a walk to the cemetery with 11 children. He took the remaining one with him to see homes with the real estate agent. He liked one of the homes, and the agent asked, How many children do you have? He answered, Twelve children. The lawyer asked, Where are the others? To which the lawyer answered with a sad look, They are in the cemetery with their mother. And that's the way he was able to rent a home for his family without lying. The moral? It's not necessary to lie. One only has to choose the right words. (laughs) Thanks again to Richie May, a recognized leader in providing specialized advisory, audit, tax, technology, and other services in the mortgage industry and in banking. To learn more, visit richiemay.com. Questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities? Send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.